One of the cool things about the digitalization of music is you can put together your own playlist. Now, if you're old like I am, you remember albums. And the cool thing, when, when a new group came out with a new album, but the, 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 the bad thing about a new album was there was usually one great song on the album, right? Maybe two. If you were really, really fortunate, you would find a really underneath the radar kind of song that the real fans of the group knew and loved because it was on the backside of another album. See, basically, you would get three. Now, because you can kind of add together all of your songs, you can make your own playlist, and most of us have. Uh, we have a playlist for when we're writing. We're going to be driving for a long time, so we've got, we've got 40 or 50 songs about the road, uh, you know, born to be wild, and you know, all my songs are 50 years old, right? But buddy, they get you there, so leave me alone, I don't know, all right? You, you, got, uh, you got a playlist for when you're going to go to sleep. You got, a, you got a playlist for gets you up and gets you rolling in the morning. You get all kinds of songs that do certain things to you. And you know how that works, right? You will hear a song you have not heard in years. And when you hear it, you'll be right back where you were when you heard it the first time. Music is important to us. And there are some scientists who say that human beings learned how to sing before they learned how to speak. That we would sing to each other before we learn to speak to each other. There are songs that get you through. There are songs that say what you wish you could say in the moment. There are songs that express what you wish you could express in the moment. So Paul knows this. At the end of all of his letters, you can sense that Paul is either running out of time or running out of paper, okay? And he has all of these one-liners that I call margin notes. You, you remember when you used to run out of paper back when we wrote on paper? You would write up the side of the paper, right? And if you, it wasn't unusual to get a letter from someone and have to turn and read it like this because it went up the margins and back down the side and that kind of thing. And you'd have to follow it all the way. That's what Paul does. And he has all of these quick one-liners at the end of, of his letters. He's running out of time. Somebody's waiting to take it. So he says a bunch of things that he wished he had time to, uh, to, to go into depth. Uh, end of Thessalonians is pray without ceasing. Don't quench the spirit. Well, any of those you could spend the rest of your life studying. But Paul gives us one line. And at the end of Ephesians, we have verse 19 in chapter 5. Stand with me in honor of God's word as we read this one verse. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord. Speak to each other in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making music with your heart to the Lord. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it. 
believe it, and live. Let's pray together. We read in your word where there'll be the day that saints from every nation, every language, every tribe will gather before you and around you and sing your praise. Remind us that every day is a rehearsal for that great moment. So use these moments of our lives, O oh Lord, to teach your people how to sing. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Ephesus was a tough place to be a Christian. Paul writes about his ministry in the, uh, to the Ephesians as wrestling with wild dogs. There was this um, illusion, illusion to, um, to Christians who were in uh, the Colosseum and that kind of thing. It was that kind of, of life and death kind of moment. And so he's writing a very tough group of believers. Okay? Uh, in, in, in Revelation, we have the letter to the Ephesians. And, uh, and, and, Paul, and, and John in, a, in Revelation says, listen, here's your sin. You become so tough that you've forgotten how to love. You, you have spent all of your time fighting to survive in Ephesus. But you've forgotten how to love. Paul knew those believers. They were tough. So they write him a letter, or so it seems. It says, hey, Paul, we're Christians, now what? That's why Ephesians is one of our favorite letters because it is very practical. You're a Christian, this is how you do this. You're a Christian, this is how you do that. First three chapters are theology. Here's what we believe and why we believe it. Chapter four is the hinge. Now live a life worthy of the calling. And chapters four, five, and six are practical living out of the Christian faith. Be angry, but sin not. That's Ephesians. And now at the end of chapter five, as the letter is coming to a conclusion, Paul begins to write this series of one-liners. And what does he include in there? This is the Mike Glenn translation. Get your playlist ready. You know the moments are going to come. Get your playlist ready. You know by now what life will throw at you. So prepare now what you will sing when those moments come. Have the playlist ready. Now you're thinking, I, I, I don't know how that works. I don't see that working. You're not paying attention on the cross, the worst moment of his life, Jesus sang. Oh, I, I, I read about the crucifixion. I don't see where he sang. You're not paying attention. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
That is a psalm. It's the 22nd psalm. So in that moment where the son couldn't sense the presence of the father, see, that's what sin does. It makes you numb. And when the weight of our sin fell on Jesus, he became none. The father is there. You can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't know it. It makes you numb. So he cries out a song of David. Why have you forsaken me? He sang. Paul and Silas are arrested in Philippi. They are thrown into prison. They are abused and chained up. Their response? You would think that Paul would preach in that moment. You would think that Paul would quote scriptures. This is how it is. It was promised that you would treat the prophets and he would quote some Old Testament passage. That's not what Paul and Silas did. They sang. They worshiped. And the other prisoners started listening. Here is our playlist, Silas, for the days we get thrown into jail. Let's start at the top. Here is our playlist when friends betray us. Let's sing that last verse again. Here is our playlist when life happens. Now, you're old enough to know that life isn't fair. Okay, my mom used to tell me all the time, once you figure out life isn't fair, you can handle it from now on. Once you figure out that the right doesn't always get paid well, that wrong doesn't always get punished, at least not in our lifetime. Once you understand that grief comes to us all, that you'll lose people you love, disappointment will come, joy will come, it comes to everybody. Now that you know that they're going to come, put your playlist together. When the phone rings and you pick up the phone and you hear on the other end, Mr. Glenn, we're taking your mother to the hospital. Do not come here. Go to the emergency room. What are you saying? Because I want to tell you right now, words fail you. You can't think of anything to say. I make my living with words and I couldn't think of anything to say. I hung up the phone, I was grabbing my clothes. Jeannie said, what's wrong? It's mom, 
she started grabbing her clothes and we were out the car. What do you say in those moments when there are no words to say? Paul says, you sing. Now I was fortunate. My mother had given me the playlist. She had played it for me all of my life. I knew the hymns that she would sing. And I sang them for her in the emergency room of Williamson County Hospital. Now she might not have recognized my version But she knew. How do you get ready for that? You study. Same way you get ready for anything. You study. Sing to each other what? Psalms. Sing to each other psalms. There's 150 of them in the middle of your Bible. In fact, how many of you were in sword drills? All right, had your little Bible, right? You learned what? You put your thumbs in the middle and open it up, most of the time you're gonna hit Psalm. One of the Psalms. Read the Psalms. What we have are prayers to God from people going in all kinds of situations. We have pray, uh, Psalms that celebrate. We have Psalms that, that Pray bad things for your enemy. This guy hurt me. We have Psalms that confess sin. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Memorize a Psalm. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Memorize a Psalm. They are the language of prayer. They are the language of the kingdom. Psalms, hymns. When you do your Bible study, get out a hymnal and read the words of the great hymns. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Holy, holy, holy. All of these are hymns that the church has sang and heard and passed down from generation to generation, saying from one generation to the next, we have sang these songs. We have heard these songs and we have found them to be helpful. We have found them to be uplifting. So memorize these hymns. Spiritual songs. Songs that mean something to you. Now, there's a lot of debate going on right now in Christian music. Can we sing songs that are written by sinners? Hill, uh, Hill, Hill song, Bethel, all of them, you know. Okay, because these people, well, maybe we, we shouldn't sing their songs. Listen, if we start throwing out everything written by sinners, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot left. 
okay? If it, if it works for you, if in a moment those words work for you, use it. If you stand in front of Jesus one day and he brings up a song you sang, trust me, you'll be so relieved that's all he brings up. <laughs> did you sing the song? Yes, sir, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me get by here before you get to page two. Okay, if it works, for you, if it doesn't work for you, leave it alone. I don't like that song. Okay, just don't worry with it. You don't have to tell everybody who sings it you don't like it. Okay, now here's what you don't understand. If you come to me and go, you know, I hate that song. We sang it Sunday, I hate that song. You know, I would have gotten an email from the guy standing next to you saying that was my favorite song. I wish we'd sing it every Sunday. So just because it's not working for you, that's all right. Let it go. You don't have to sing it. Find you another one. It's not like we're short. Find you a song that takes you there, that can center your mind and center your heart and bring you into the presence of a living God. You do that. Why? Because life hits you fast. Life hits you fast. It doesn't give you a warning. How many times do you, do you, do you watch the evening news and something would have happened and, and, and they'll interview some poor soul that's, you know, home was blown away in a tornado. And, and the first thing they will say is, Hey, we didn't have any warning. Well, let me give you the warning. Life will kick you and kick you hard. It's coming. When it does have your play list ready. At my funeral, hear the songs I won't sing. When we gather, hear the songs I look for because they help me get my heart and my mind have you ever noticed that it's when a parent sings to a baby, not when the parent speaks to the baby? When Rowan was born, I would sing, you are my sunshine to her. Every time I hold her, I sing, you are my sunshine. The other day I'm at her house and she's got a little music box that plays songs. And she stood right in front of me and made sure I was looking at it. And she banged on the side of the thing and it started playing, you are my sunshine. <laughs> and she laughed and laughed and laughed. She knew. That was my song to her. When your friends don't know what to say, sing to them. When world has fallen out from under them, sing to them. Now notice, notice the qualifier. 
It doesn't say you had to make beautiful music. Okay? Paul says, make the music with your heart. Make the music with your heart. And if you're doing that, I'll hear it. If I do that, you'll hear it. Something about a song. Soldiers sing songs when they marched. The civil rights movement sang songs when they marched. And you and I sing songs. Now, I realize what I'm telling you is you've never done this. Okay? Uh, Paul is saying life is like a really bad Hollywood musical. You remember those music, uh, those old musical movies where somebody would say a line and another character would say, you know, it's like, and then the orchestra would come out and everybody would sing. That's what it's like. Life happens, the body comes around you and everybody starts singing. Now we know you haven't done this and you're going to go out of here and you're going to go say, hey, Mike said sing and you're going you're gonna to blow a gasket and you're going to pull a muscle. So we're going to take the rest of this service and we're going to practice. Okay, we're going to give you a playlist that you can take out of here to start putting your own playlist together. Oksana's going to be joining us, and we're going to practice. Now, if you mess up, it's okay. It's just practice. Okay, if you don't do this right, it's okay. It's just practice. But we're in the safety of the sanctuary with the love of all of our friends. Life's coming, we know. So we're going to practice right now. So stand up, Oksana, come lead us, and let's practice our worship.